Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. We'll try this. <clears throat> Would you like... To, let me do this. Would you like to co-host a show with me or be part of a show? Visit www.orlin.com slash sy for details. You can also sign up on the Orlin mail list and see our current special.
the point of this is. Right, sure he did.
No, that's not true. That's like so stupid. She never had the problem. Yeah.
Hello. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm good. Well, you're coming through really clear, so that's good. 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 Sounds a little bit, uh, you nervous? Um, a little bit, but I think I'll be okay. <laughs> Actually, you're coming through really clear, so that, that's good. That was only my, my only worry. Well, the one that I did, um, I just did a couple of days ago or last week or whatever, um, she was not as clear as you, and I was worried about it, and I'm thinking, I think it depends on the phone that the person has. Right. So, but this is my are. cell phone. Oh, it's really good. Whatever it is, it's coming through loud and clear and very clear, actually. So Good. Is this, is this live? No. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> I personally do not do them live. <laughs> that gives us the freedom to screw up. And then I can fix it. So there isn't that. Uh, too, people are too nervous um, when it comes to doing things live. So. Well, your voice is very soothing and makes it easy. <laughs> I, you know what? People say that. I, I don't think it is, but you know, hey. <laughs> it's probably. I think it's more the energy than the actual voice. But hey, whatever works. Yeah, exactly. Did you get my photos from yesterday? Yeah, I had sent back a thing saying, oh, well, I had accepted. Did I not send, um, maybe I didn't. Yeah. Send them to your get, Facebook Messenger. I did get uh, the pictures, I downloaded them, and then I accepted <coughs> I thought would send you a message, I guess. I love listening to you and Eileen. You guys are perfect. <laughs> Elaine? Your you sister. Mean? Elaine, yeah, you guys are so funny. You crack me up. Elaine, Elaine uh, yeah, she's. <laughs> She, she's uh, she's funny. She's got a good sense of humor. Oh, yeah, she really does. So I was really excited about, um, I really just want people to know how cool this really is, you know? You mean the, de- like, the development process? Y- yes. And I have so many, like, paranormal things, too. I wasn't, when I listened to the one you did with your sister, I'm like, oh, it sounds more like a paranormal thing, kind of, the beginning. So I'm like, uh, I don't know if there's a difference between my um, abilities and my and how that all started. Well, why don't we talk about it? Why don't we go into um, starting kind of the show, and that's <coughs> what we can actually ask or talk about. So, um, and then, because that is something that probably other people would be interested in knowing as well. Right, right. Okay. And I do have a feeling what's going to happen is there's a lot of stuff. I don't know how long we'll go, but... Um, I like to keep the shows about 15 to 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like to go longer than that because I think people get people get bored, right? Lose interest, yeah. So um, what I'll probably do is get you to, I'll probably, like we'll do it as whatever, as long as we can, and I may end up breaking it into smaller pieces. So I might get, um, I might say a couple of things that sound stupid, like you'll go, what? Uh, like I'll say, you know, oh, we have Nina with us. Oh, now, how do you want to be addressed? Nina. Okay. <laughs> now, are, are you just using your first name? Yes. Okay. So, um, okay, so that'll make it easier. Um, 
And, and I definitely don't want to. I definitely don't want to say, um, because like I told you, I've gotten a lot of messages from people that are members of your page, and I don't, really don't want to say their names, you know, but they'll know when they hear it. Yeah, we don't even have to go into to details on right. it or anything like that. Um, let's let's go with kind of go with it and see what comes out and what uh, as important. Um, and because you've got, like I said, a lot of stuff, okay? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, um, and I'm going to... Start out. Okay, so the way the way that I always start out. Now, the one thing I do want to do. You have a mute button. Yes. Okay. If you're going to clear your throat, you right. mute. you're going to have to mute. Okay. Because it's going to come through um, on the recording. And if mm-hmm. I'm talking and you do it, I can't cut it out. That I can't cut right. out. If it's in between, yes, I can do that. So, okay. Because um, I'll do it as well, like because I'm going, <clears throat> I'm doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Did you get? Uh, have Have you been very um, congested today? Has it just started, or? No, when I when I wake up in the morning, I have to do my asthma because I my asthma. I have to do my inhaler, and sometimes it gets like a little buildup in the back of my throat, and I have to clear it a couple times before it comes out. Okay. <clears throat> and I just brush my teeth, and you know, but I feel like I'm good. Okay. All right. And drink some tea. It, yeah, it's not a problem anyway. Like I said, if you need the break or you got to clear your throat, just say, hold on. And it. Okay. Um, okay, so I'm going to start out and I'll just, I'm going to do the first part, which is the would you like to, and then I'm going to say, I'm Wendy Kay, and then you say, and I'm Nina. Uh-huh. And then we, whoops, and then uh, we'll kind of go from there. All right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Let me make this a little, try it about there. Okay. <clears throat> See, we start out with clearing of the throat. Both of us, yeah. Okay. Would you like to co-host a show with me or be part of a show? Visit www.orland.com slash sy for details. You can also sign up on the Orland mail list and see our current special. I'm Wendy Kay. And I'm Nina. And the next few minutes are spiritually yours. So today we have Nina with us, and Nina is a member of the Psychic Development Group on Facebook, and she's going to share some of her very unusual experiences with us. This is what I would call another spiritual awakening show. Uh, People have a lot of experiences prior to developing that kind of lead them on the path, and Nina has a lot of uh, great experiences that are very similar to what people have when they're meant to develop their abilities. In fact, your guides give you a lot of strange and unusual experiences to get you to search for answers that are going to lead you on the path of development. And like I said, Nina's experiences are a great example of that. <clears throat> I'm going to just say, uh, let me refit. In fact... <coughs> In fact, your guides are going to give you all kinds of strange and unusual experiences to get you to search for answers and that these these answers are going to get you to... I totally screwed that up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That's what happens. I go, and the first one was good, but I went off on the end. Um, well, I know how it's going to translate when I actually play it back. Let me try that good. one more time. <clears throat> God, I'm also can have that... Thank you so much for this, guys. Okay. 
In fact, your guides will give you a lot of strange and unusual experiences to get you to search for answers that are going to lead you on the path of development. And like I said, Nina's experiences are great examples of it. So hi, Nina, and thank you for joining me today. Thank you. Glad to be here. Now, I guess um, we can start. You have a lot of different examples. And um, now, one of the things that you mentioned when we when you wrote to me a few notes about different things that we could talk about, and you had said that you had started feeling other people's emotions or moods a few years ago. Yes. And and now, did you and did all and that you said that that was kind of the starting point for you in terms of getting a lot of different experiences or noticing them? Is that correct, or am I misinterpreting? Yeah, personally, yes, but I've had some paranormal things happen before that that really, you know, proved to me that, you know, there is the spirit world. As did far you, as my own experiences, yes. Did you have experiences as a child? No, you know, as a matter of fact, when I was, and I always believed in um, abilities, but um, when I was about 13, my sister, um, she would do things with black magic, and, you know, I didn't, but she asked me one day to help her find, um, um, remote control for radio that she lost and she had a Ouija board and she asked me to do it with her and I was like okay so I did it and she found it told her on the side of the bed just put your hand up you know and grab it and it was there so after that I was like wow that's that was cool but not something I wanted to do myself but um anyway a couple years later when I got older um something really crazy happened to me I came home and um I laid down to go to bed and all of a sudden, I looked to my, my chair, and there was a bunch of cups and bottles. And I went to grab one, and my hand was going right through them. I was like, oh, my God, I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. And I was just very shocked. And so then I, I laid on my bed, and I was, like, scared. And I saw shadow people coming at me. There was, like, hundreds of them, Wendy. It was, it was nuts. And I'm putting my, my blanket up to my eyes, and I was so scared. And as they were hitting the bed of um, – the end of my mattress there was like melting and disappearing, but more were coming. I've never seen this in my life. I was terrified. I was okay, so terrified. You, you said you had come home from yep. school. I was with a couple of friends. I was out with a couple of friends, and I, and I just just got dropped off. Okay, so you had come home and you lay down. Is that what you said? Yep. Mm-hmm. To go to bed. To go to bed. Okay. Mm-hmm. And now, now the thing to remember when you have an experience such as that is that when you lay down to go to sleep you can very quickly, especially if you have abilities, get into that in-between state, okay, so that mm-hmm. you're seeing things, or you could have actually at that point been out of body. Ah. Uh. Okay? Because if you got up um, or, or in the half state, because when you're, if you, if you end up going out of body like that, like you can see things, that are exist on a different dimension or in a different level. Wow. Okay. So, and, and that would explain some of your, if you were going to grab something and you couldn't grab it, mm-hmm. that, that would explain why that couldn't happen. It would also explain why you would have seen so many of the shadow people or have that um, awareness because you would have been on a level that would have allowed you to see it. Now that's not a really, high level in terms of dimensions because as you climb up it, when you go out of body and you climb up the levels of dimensions you won't see stuff like that because they can't exist in those higher levels of light basically okay 
So from what you're telling me, which which would have been for sure a, a terrifying experience, to me it sounds like you were in another reality. Whether yes. You, whether you were out of body or in between that state, um, there, there's a, something that a lot of people will experience when they lay down either to meditate or not even to meditate, when they just lay down to have a rest. And they'll close their eyes and they kind of, they, they don't realize they're doing it, but they get into that level of awareness where they, I, they do what I call phasing out without even trying to meditate. And when you're in that level, you hear things and you see things. Less you see things, actually. I think it's more that you'll hear things. So you can hear Everything that's happening around you, but if anybody came into the room, they would just say, oh, she's asleep. And you would think you look asleep and, and you even think maybe I'm asleep, but you heard everything. And people will say, mm-hmm. no, you were snoring, you know, and you go, uh. So it's very much that you can get to a level of awareness where you're still aware of everything that's going on, even though you're not physically there. Right. So... Now that, though, was a very, very, like I said, a terrifying kind of experience. And you said you had that before you started. That was one of the earlier experiences in your teens? That was the first one. This was probably about six years ago. Six years ago. Okay. Yeah. And so after I had seen um, all this go on, um, I remember I, I grabbed my phone on my bed and I, and I called a friend of mine and I was talking to her. Um, and I could hear her voice talking back to me and everything. And then later on, like when, in the morning time, when I realized, when I kind of snapped out of it, it was my remote control to my TV. My cell phone was downstairs charging. Did you tell your friend? Yes. And what did she say? <laughs> she didn't know what to say. She never, so she couldn't, she didn't say, oh, yes, I spoke to you. No, because I, I never left the attic. It was my, my bedroom was in the attic. And I, there was three floors in my house. My phone was on the first floor charging. My remote yeah. control was right next to me, and I actually grabbed it, and I was talking to her on the phone. It was so odd. Well, we, what would have happened there, again, it would have been in that altered state or in another, you know, out-of-body kind of state of reality, and mm-hmm. you you would have connected to her on a, another level, like on a uh, either to her higher self or to the spiritual part of her. So you probably were talking to her, except she wasn't at a state where she was able to remember or uh, know what was happening. Oh, that's a good point. And so also my, my brother, um, I, had, I had shared the attic with him. It was, a, it was a big attic, and it was separated by a chimney. And I would heard him come upstairs, and I was talking to him from across the way, and he never came upstairs either. He told me that later. So it was just a bunch of things. It was crazy. When, when you go out of body and you go into a different reality – it is a different reality. Like there, there are what what happens in physical. Um, there is a duplicate of what we see in physical. There's a duplicate when you go out of body. But as you go up in levels or change realities, what's around you changes as well. So you can start to have different experiences that can um, that you think are happening like right then. One of the first times. Um, not one of the first times, actually, several times after I had gone out of body and I had asked about the spirit, the the cord, the silver cord that supposedly attaches everybody to their body. And I'd asked my guides and said, I go out of body and I never see it. 
you know, does it exist? And they had said, yeah, it does actually exist. You, you can see it. But they said when you're going out of body, you're not on that level. And that's why you can't see it. It's not there. It's, wow. You, you only see it from the sounds of it or whatever at a very lower, I guess, the lower level where you would see it or I guess if you need to see it. So that's amazing. It is kind of... Uh, so, okay, so you had that. Now, were there more paranormal experiences before you had the empathy kind of come out? Oh, yes. So then uh, about a year later, I moved into this apartment. I've been here about four years. And um, I remember um, I was here alone with my cat. And I would feel, and I've never felt presences before, but I would feel around my bedroom doorway there was something or somebody watching me sleep. And I would wear an eye mask. And every day I would pull it up. So I would swear somebody would be standing there. That's how strongly I felt it. And I would do it like three or four times before I finally fell asleep. It was tiring me out. I was like, nervous or scared I didn't really know what it was and then when my boyfriend moved in um it stopped so I felt like maybe it was somebody watching over me yeah it is oh yeah for sure it could be somebody watching over you it wasn't scary yeah if if it was um it's typically it wouldn't have been a guide because people don't normally even sense their guides unless they're meditating and are meant to or know the feel of their guides a guide's energy is normally um, very comforting to a person and resonates with them, and they're around you so often, you're so used to it, that you don't notice it. When it's an odd energy or somebody who just happened to be in that apartment or passing by and kind of noticed you and went, hey, let's check this out, you would pick up, you would pick up and feel that energy. And it doesn't mean that they're negative. They don't have to be negative. They can be positive, but they could have been uh, you know, they could have just been someone who died and is still on this plane and wanted to, you know, check you out. So they were hanging around to, you know, and it could have been anybody of any age. But, but and the fact that you weren't afraid is is positive because typically a negative entity will make you feel un, uneasy, but not always. Mm. There was a day that I came home from a doctor appointment and as I was putting my key into the door, I heard, and I, I checked a couple times because I really thought I was losing my mind, I heard um, marching, like like army boots, a bunch of, like, marching in my apartment and keys. I was so terrified that I called the cops. And they came here, and there was nobody in my apartment. I was so, like, creeped out. <laughs> <laughs> and I looked pretty crazy in front of the neighbors, too, because, I mean, what, anybody in their right mind would not open a door if you're hearing that in your apartment and you live alone. No, no, they wouldn't. Um, but this is the thing when the guides, when they, when you're meant to develop on this path, the things that you can have happen to you, they mm-hmm. will, they will give you things that are either outrageous or pique your curiosity. They can scare you a bit, but not enough to like terrify you away from this stuff. Um, so you can have all kinds of experiences <laughs> that are going to make you eventually eventually you're going to start searching and, and they'll time it out. Okay. What the, the guides will actually give an experience at one point and they give you enough time to let it kind of relax and you forget about it or whatever. And it can be years later, you'll have something else. And as it gets closer to the point where you're meant to develop, you'll start to have more and more experiences because then it's getting to the point of prompting you to say, go find the answers. It's time. <laughs> That's so true. 
So within a little bit of, like a few months after that, I remember I woke up at 6 o'clock in the morning because my microwave door slammed shut really hard. And like I said, I lived alone. Like these things were happening. And like you just said, um, like months apart. Yeah, and it's quite possible as well that you lived in a place that needed to be cleansed. Mm. Now, it's because, um, and I'm going to repeat that because you cleared your throat, so I'm going to cut that part out. Sorry. No, no, it's okay. So it's it's very um, it's very possible that you lived in an apartment that needed to be cleansed, so and a protection, but you wouldn't have known about that at that time. So you would have had more um, entities kind of coming in or things happening, or it could have been the guides, one or the other, or both. So you know it, it's they're not harmful things; they're just kind of things that make you go, huh. Yeah, exactly. I would also hear forks, like, thrown into the sink. And this would happen every day for a week at the exact same time. <laughs> I would hear knocks on my wall randomly. I mean, it didn't scare me. It was just like, wow, that's weird. <laughs> so you had, a lot of, you had a lot of stuff. You were picking up a lot of stuff that was happening in spirit around you. And that's not unusual for somebody who's meant to develop or who is going to ultimately develop. And there's a lot of people who will notice it or hear it and they'll never develop. But other things like as all of these things kind of come together, then it becomes more of an issue of it's time to develop. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, now, did you, I saw that one about your brother, or something. Did we cover the ones? No. What happened with the blinds? Okay, hold on. Cause was that before? Was that this during? Is, this was about a year ago. I We both woke up in the morning and heard hold nothing. On. And it hold, was... hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. <laughs> Let me give an introduction to it because I just was talking to you, but I didn't give a good introduction that will actually sound proper <laughs> on the recording. Okay. I just want to find out, but, okay, if it was a year ago, um, Okay, so we'll talk, we'll talk a bit. Okay, okay, hold on. Okay, and there was another example that you told me about that had to do with blinds. What happened with that? Oh, my goodness. We, we woke up in the morning, and it was summertime, so all the windows were closed and the air conditioners were on, you know. And I went into the kitchen, and the blinds were torn. There was like five of them, and I can't even reach where these five um, um, blinds were ripped down, but they looked – and I sent you a picture. They looked so like some of them are jagged, some are straight. They're bunched up in one corner. It was so odd. There's nothing. I didn't hear anything. And there's nothing that hangs over it. There's just no explanation. None. How long had that? Is this at a point where your boyfriend had moved in with you? Yes. And how long had he been living there? Uh, maybe a year. So it was already a year in. It doesn't. Okay. Mm-hmm. I it's about two now. Okay. So now. And you, have you had any, has that happened again at all since, or is it just that one? No, just that one thing with the blinds. And then there was another with my, my brother's picture. What was the one with your brother's picture? So my brother passed away in '04, and his best friend was an artist. And they used to hang out in his basement and make, like, rap music and record it with microphones and things like that. And he drew this picture of my brother. I could bounce it on my finger. That's how light this picture is and I have it on my wall it's above my entertainment system and um he told me that he would go to work and his mom would call him out freaking out saying why is your radio turned all the way up and everything in your room and he was convinced it was the picture so he gave it to me and one day I went to go to sleep it was about three in the morning 
and I heard a crash. And my cat, this is, I lived by myself at the time. And my cat was right next to me in the bed, so I knew it wasn't her. And I said, I'll check it out in the morning, whatever that is. And I woke up, and I tried to turn on the TV, and it's not going on. And I'm saying, what, what's going on here? So after calling some friends to come check it out, I looked behind the TV. The picture had broke the, the push pin in half. This picture weighs nothing. Half of the push pin was still on the wall. And it diagonally fell across and ripped the TV cord right out of the wall. Okay. That actually, to me, when, when you're saying it, like, uh, I'm just thinking it sounds like, and that, at this point your brother had passed, correct? Yep. Mm-hmm. Ten years ago. Yeah, it just sounds like your brother was coming through or saying that he was around and he was trying to get the message through to you guys. Uh, they, they can manipulate electricity pretty easily. So the fact with the first example where you've got the radio going on was probably, you know, him manipulating to say, hey, I'm here. They had mm-hmm. a music They had a music connection, did they not, these two? Yes, very strong. So it, it would have been like a top, way to kind of get his message across to say, hey, hey, bro, I'm here, you know, that kind of <laughs> Yep. So, um, and, and I'm getting, um, what do you call it, confirmation uh, chills right now. So uh, <laughs> that is what was happening. Oh, and that's funny. It wasn't, he wasn't trying to scare anybody. He wasn't trying, he was trying to say, I'm here and, and kind of recognize me. Um, unfortunately, you know, that happens. People get creeped out or they get scared. Um, and the same thing was with you. It, it was um, a, a means of him saying, I'm here. It, was, it wasn't uh, anything meant to creep you out or anything. It was just to say, I'm here. That's simple. I, I feel like all these things, they kind of prepared me for what was, you know, about to happen when my ability started um, happening. Well, that's what they're meant to do. Now, uh Part of it is that, I mean, like I said, there's a lot of people who will have those types of experiences because um, they have abilities, but they're not going to develop them. But if a person is meant to develop them, then the guides will make sure that you have those types of experiences. Mm. So, you, so you started, uh, you said, what happened with these this empath thing? Um, I'm sorry, what did you say? I <laughs> So you started uh, about four years ago, you said you began to feel other people's emotions and feelings? Yes. Oh, my God. I would call my friends randomly. I must have looked crazy. And I would say, calm down. I could feel, like, anxiety from you. And they, they would think I was crazy. And I don't know why I was doing this. And then I would even say it to my boyfriend. He would be sitting here quiet. And I would feel his mind racing. And I would tell him, calm down. I, like, I could feel it. It was just weird to me. And I, I, I mentioned it to a friend. And she said, oh, you're an empath. And I said, what is that? And I went home and looked it up. And I was like, oh, my gosh. This sounds exactly like what's happening. Were you able to get confirmation from the people? Um, yeah, absolutely. Okay. So, yeah. And then, that, sorry. <laughs> that, but that is exactly what is happening. So when you're an empath, <clears throat> excuse me. So when you're an empath, you pick up the feelings and emotions of other people. And depending on the type of connection or bond that you have with that person, that's kind of um, how strong it can be at times. Sometimes it's not even a matter of being strong because if you are meant to pick up somebody's feelings or emotions, the guides will make sure of it, whether or not you're that close to the person uh, or not. 
um, in the case of your boyfriend, because you are going to be naturally closer, hopefully. Not always. Mm -hmm. There are people, people make assumptions. People make assumptions that just because they're in a relationship that they're very close to the person, but you can be in a relationship with the person and have barely a bond connecting you. So you don't necessarily, even marriages, you can be, you can be uh, married to somebody and yet the bond can be very um, thin and kind of nothing between you, if it's, especially if it's karmic. But uh, if you are actually in a relationship and it depending and the bonds always change anyway, but you can have a very close connection with the person and the closer that you are as an empath with somebody, the easier it is for you to pick up how that person feels. Assuming that you are actually doing that because you don't have to do that as an empath, you can stop yourself from taking on other people's feelings and emotions. But certainly when you have your boyfriend beside you and you're tuned in kind of to him or feeling him and you start Mm -hmm. to pick it up, one of the good things about what you're saying is, is that you were aware enough of your own feelings to know that what was happening wasn't you and you could actually discern where it was coming from, and that's really, really good. Absolutely. Because there's a lot of people, there's a lot of empaths who will go through their entire life where they don't realize that they're taking it on from somebody else. I mean, I did that for most of my life. Um, I was constantly taking on other people's feelings and emotions and making them my own and not realizing what I was doing. It wasn't until I think I was in my 30s that I figured it out and went, oh, God, would have saved me a lot of trouble had I <laughs> been able to figure it out. Uh, but but it's possible for people, when you're an empath, you can take on anybody's feelings and emotions, whether they're in the room next to you or whether they're in in a distance. It depends on your energy connection. Absolutely. Okay. Let me. I'm, I'm scrolling down here and I'm looking at your. So I want to talk about my uh, visions that I was seeing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So now, before we we go on, now you still have, you still are obviously picking up other people's feelings and emotions. Yes. Yes. Never stopped. <laughs> Do you control it more now? Yes. And what's kind of funny about it is that, well, not really funny, but I was actually taking antidepressants and, and um, because I was thinking it was me. And once I, I stopped, I'm like, it was completely, I figured it out completely. I didn't need them. It wasn't me. Uh, that, and that's typical. A lot of people who, who are, uh, now that is where, actually, I guess that's what I was talking about. When you start to take on other people's feelings and emotions and don't realize that they're not actually your own feelings and emotions, if you're around people who are depressed, if you're around people who are depressed or who, in a, who are going through traumatic things, you can start to take that energy and make it your own, and you start to incorporate it into your own life, even when it's not your stuff. So, and you don't realize it. And I, an example, I'll give you a quick example about this. Um, this only happened like a couple of weeks ago, and I had um, somebody write in, say something to me and I kind of uh, didn't respond in the way that they wanted me to respond and they got really really angry and upset and I was I was actually in a pretty good state of mind and throughout the day I started getting really angry about everything I started kind of complaining and bitching about everything that I had 
resolved kind of in my mind. And it took a, a few hours before I turned around and I thought, why am I getting so upset over this stuff? I've already resolved it. And then I thought, you know what? This probably isn't even my own stuff. So I did what I tell everybody to do. And I said, if these are not my feelings, take them away. And I repeated it like four or five times and waited. And it went away. And at that point, I realized I was picking up the anger of the person who didn't like the response because it was a really strong response. And they kept writing emails doing more of it. And I just kind of, so I was picking up their anger. Now, I didn't realize it was their anger. So what I did is I picked up this angry energy and started putting it into my own life, even though it wasn't me. And you can do the same thing if it's a depression, any emotion that's part of being an empath. And if you don't realize it's not your feelings or your emotions, you then incorporate somebody else's crap into your life, which is not a good thing. Oh, exactly. So it becomes really important to be able to, and, and from what you're saying, you you realized it with a couple of people, but there were still other people. If you if you got to the point of getting to the um, anti-anxiety medicines, et cetera, you were probably taking on a lot more than what you realized for a lot longer period of time than you realized. Yeah, it was awful. Yeah. So soon after, soon after that, um, I started um, – Every time, and it would happen so often and, and so specific that I would think of something and it would automatically happen or, or somebody and they would call me or such specific things and it was all day long and I'm like, something is going on here and I, I really don't know what to make of it. Um, and then I would be um, taking naps. I'd be half awake, half asleep, and that's when I would see the clearest visions and the visions I was seeing would manifest within seconds or days. Yeah, that, again, that's something... It sounds very much, again, just your guides pushing you on the path and giving you stuff that we're going to get you to develop because it sounds like it was getting closer and closer to the point of development. You said this started four years ago. Yes. Pretty, pretty strongly. Yes. Okay, we're in, we're in 15. Uh, sorry, we're in 16 now. So what right. what year are we talking? 2000 and was it 11, 12? Yeah, about about 2010, maybe 2000. Yeah, 2012. Um, 10, 11, 12, and that is the prime time where the new energy was coming in and settling, and where people were starting to get a lot more of their experiences happening because they were feeling the energy, and the energy was actually changing them. And um, you would have that's probably why it started that strongly that long ago. Or, or at that time period, it's not that long ago. But oh, that time. makes great. That makes perfect sense. And I, I just know that it was driving me crazy, and I, I didn't know who to talk to. I felt very alone. And I remember very specifically, I uh, was taking a shower one day, and I and I said to God, I said, please, none of this is making sense. If I'm meant to have uh, psychic ability, I said, please have it make sense. I'm open to it. If if not, please make it stop. And I felt like immediately it was just there. Like it just started building so fast. Once I said that prayer, it was amazing. <laughs> Be careful what you ask for. <laughs> <laughs> it was already happening. So I really just, but it wasn't making sense. It wasn't helping anything. You know, I wanted it to, if, it, if I'm going to have it, I wanted to help people. That's why, I, you know, I love it so much. Yeah, it, it's a path of, of learning for sure. And there's a lot, um, there's a lot of knowledge on, on this particular path. And 
you definitely have the energy of, uh, you, you, not the energy, you definitely have the enthusiasm. That, and that, then I, I I began to look at pictures and of, of deceased people and get messages and, and things like that. And, I mean, it was so strong after I said that prayer. It was just like, wow. And I didn't know, like, what to do. And I would go on Facebook and kind of look up um, development pages. And I didn't even know there was such thing. I really didn't. And that's how um, I saw you um, – uh, you advertised um, on somebody's page, and I'm like, oh, that looks interesting, and that's kind of where I learned everything from your videos. Oh, okay. Probably, probably one of the psychic reading groups. I started to post some stuff. Uh, right. Or I started to, yeah, I started to not advertise because they wouldn't allow it. Just kind of make uh, invite people saying if they wanted information or something like that. Depends on the on the group, I think. But yeah, uh, well, because my my whole thing, and I have been preparing for this for well, for you know over thirty years at this point, uh, to be able and and I've always known my my part of this uh, was to teach or not to teach. I hate that word. Was to share what I know about the development process and about the proper way or what I perceive to be the proper way to do things so that people can go forward and develop safely and properly. There's a lot of stuff that I don't know and I will never know. And I don't have an interest in knowing because it's not, I don't need it for my path. I mean, this, this field of metaphysics or whatever you want to call it, spiritual development, not even development, just the spiritual world in general and energies is so vast there's no way anybody can know everything about it you know right, it's, just, right. it's not possible you pick your niche and for me the niche is is, is show, sharing the information that i've accumulated or being being given so that others can then go forward more easily i was really happy because it helped me to find out about protection prayers and things like that i had no idea about that most people don't. I didn't when I first started. And it really makes a difference for people to learn the basics because then you can have much better experiences. Yes, and also shielding yourself, um, being an empath from others' energies and moods and things like that is really helpful for me. Yeah, the, the one thing to remember um, with that when you're when you're an empath, that the minute that I know that you can put up a protection around yourself to say, okay, I don't want to take on anybody's emotions. The minute you connect with someone and you open yourself up to it, you take down that protection. So keep that in mind. So right. if you have, so you can put a protection around yourself, meet a friend and that friend is in need of something and you say, Oh, let me help you. You've just opened that protection up. Right. So, you'd have to reinforce it or put it back up again afterwards because it just doesn't automatically kind of happen. So keep just keep that in mind for as you're going through. If you suddenly go, well, I protect myself, I don't know why. You don't even have to be aware of it. Just your empathy for a situation opens you up. Right, absolutely. Okay. Um, Okay, that's the other thing. Okay, so we've basically, I'm looking through here. I think we've touched on everything, have we, that you wanted there was, to? There was one more thing I kind of wanted to, to say that happened. Okay, go ahead. Um, and also, um, while all this was kind of happening, uh, I remember I was talking to my boyfriend about 
one of my friends, her boyfriend had Tourette's, and I, and I was just kind of, it just came to my mind, and I kind of mentioned it to him. And um, all of a sudden, the TV on the bottom, it said um, the next show would be about Tourette's, and I was like, wow, that's, that's crazy. And one of my dressers, I'm looking at it, I actually posted this um, on your page under a post, a comment. Um, and the, the specific dresser felt so magnetic to me. Like I told him, I said, I need something in here, but I don't know what it is. So he got up and he pulled it out. And it's a wooden dresser. So a piece of paper had fallen out into the dresser. And I pulled it out. And once I had that paper in my hand, I didn't feel the need to go through the dresser anymore. But I did anyway. So when I went through, I didn't find anything. And I'm like, I don't even know what this is about. I put it back. And when I opened the paper, it was a um, recommendation for a PTSD clinic that a doctor had given me. And within two minutes, the girl that I was just talking about with the boyfriend with the Tourette's, she called me and said, I just got diagnosed with PTSD and I need a clinic. And oh. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> that's cool. That's, that's cool. Yeah. That, that, that is probably your guides and her guides working together to get mm-hmm. you because they know the, that you had the information so they can then work together to get her the correct information. And your impression, okay, that that draw to that um, to the dresser would have been your guides and her guide saying, literally, go to the dresser and get it. And, and how they, funny it was a specific dresser. There was a bunch of little ones. I mean, drawers. There's a bunch of little ones, and then some long ones. And I knew exactly the one that I needed to get open. Well, they would make sure of it. People think this is this is one of the uh, fallacies in a way, I guess, where where people think that they need to go for a reading or have a reading because if they don't, uh, you know, you get these emergency, what I would call emergency. I need a reading now. If I don't have a reading now, oh, my God, I don't know how I'm going to live. <laughs> the whole point is, is that billions of people or millions of people live every day without getting readings and that your guides are there purposely to make sure that you get through everything you need to get through and do what you need to do. And as long as you follow your intuition, because your intuition is your guides communicating with you, it is your strongest form of communication. And if you can learn to trust that intuition without um, w- without letting your emotions impact it, because once you kick in with fear and the doubts and all that other stuff, that kind of skews or screws up the intuition. But if you don't have that, they could your guides can get you to do a lot of things that need to be done if you trust it without an imperfect timing without because a lot of people will feel something uh that's going to manifest in three years and they think oh i have to do it now and they don't they're just feeling the energy from three years down the road and that's a different topic because i'm getting into manifesting but um, <laughs> but it's the same thing if you really trust your intuition you're going to do things when you need to and that that was like a prime that was like a great example of following your intuition, you felt it on such a deep level and knew exactly what you needed to do. But you were also in a situation where it was imperative that you had that information like now. Mm-hmm. So that's excellent. That's really good. My guides definitely kept me interested, as you had mentioned once. They like to keep you interested, and they were just amazing things. <laughs> oh, you've had, you have had a ton of fantastic experiences that, you know, have, have led you on this path. 
And a lot of times what happens, and this is this is the part that kind of sucks, kind of, um, is that once you're on that path and you start to develop, you don't need to have a lot of those experiences anymore. And you'll find that they decrease tremendously. You might have other stuff happen um, as you're starting to learn new things. But a lot of the stuff that was once so, ooh, cool, and wow, this is great, and that really kind of gets you going, they all of a sudden kind of stop or slow down because it's not needed anymore. Right. I noticed that. You, you've you noticed that? Yes, absolutely. In but, the beginning, they were so strong and so often, and they kind of taper down a little bit. But I already know the, the abilities are there, you know? Well, and, and what's going to happen is now, now your guides are going to give you what's necessary for your path now. So you'll get new experiences and have things happen, but not in the way that it happened before because they were trying at that point to get you to a certain point. So um, now it's more relaxed, right? But you'll still have stuff happen. Oh, yeah, very cool stuff. <laughs> very cool stuff. Well, thanks. I just Whoops, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go. Um, I was just going to say that I, I just, the only bad thing about it, if that's for lack of a better word, is that my family grew up so religious that they think it's evil, even though I don't do anything evil. I'm very spiritual more than ever now. It's just, it's sad, you know? There. Yeah, there's really no way to, to kind of deal with that um, because you can't get people to change their beliefs, and you shouldn't. I mean, their beliefs are their own. People will have the experiences that they're meant to have naturally, and they may be meant, it might be meant for them to not believe you for their entire lives. That could be part of the path, and it could be part of a lesson for you in learning to deal with that type of person. Um, so you will still get a lot of people. I, Hey, like I said, I mean, I had a person last week uh, the, who was like, you know, I don't believe this. This is all you're c- contacting the devil and it's demonic <laughs> and all this stuff. And it doesn't matter what you tell that person. They're going to believe what they want to believe. And I'm, And I've said this and I said it to the person. They didn't like it. I said, I'm not here to convince you what your beliefs should be or to believe what I believe or to follow what I believe. Um, I'm going to do what I've, I've had enough experiences to know what my path is in terms of whether it's positive or negative. I know how much I pray. I know how much I talk to God. I know how much all of the readings I've done or, and the feedback I've gotten. I, I don't need to prove myself to anybody anymore. Uh, maybe at the beginning I felt that way, but not now. So it, I don't need to, you know, announce it to the world. When I meet a person, I don't say, oh, hi, I'm a psychic. Ooh, I think, you, know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and there are people who do that. Trust me, there are. Uh, I know. <laughs> and I don't do that. I go, I don't need to do that. It's not, it's not necessary. If a person is meant to know, somehow it's going to come out. And if there's a message, and this is the other thing a lot of people do, which they need to be very careful of as far as I'm concerned, is they get a message from spirit and immediately think, I have to tell this other person. They think that, like, realistically, if you even think about it logically, do you not think that your guides or God is strong enough that if they really wanted that person to get the message, they'll get it to the person somehow. And (laughs) it may not be up to you to do it. It might be up to you to do it, but they (laughs) This is where free will kicks in, and you can say, no, you know what? I don't want to tell that person. Find somebody else to do it. Good point. 
So there are, but those are parts of the journey. And I've seen a lot of people, especially at the beginning where, oh, I got a message. I got to tell this person. Oh, I've got to tell this person. Oh, oh, got another message. Got to tell this person. And I'm thinking, what are you doing? You know, like you don't even know if the person wants to hear the message. You could be scaring the person. You could be like, there's so much to consider. Um, so, but I, I go back to this whole thing about you can't convince and I don't personally, I don't think you should convince other people to, to follow your path. There's a lot of paths out there, a lot of religions that I don't follow or believe in. Right. And this one is no different. It's not a religion. It's To me, it's a belief system, which I suppose mm-hmm. it controls me, but I don't have somebody in control. Like I don't go somewhere to a, like a priest or, or whatever you want to call it, or a priest or rabbi, a minister, whatever, whatever they would call as heads of churches. It doesn't work that way. Mine is very much, it's within me and living in a way that I feel is um, the best for me. So I feel like, you know, so when I meet somebody who was very much exactly like you, you know, where they're saying, oh, it's the demon, it's, it's you're talking to the devil, um, I don't even waste my time anymore. <laughs> I just kind of go, I just say, okay, good. This path then is not meant for you. Go on your way. Because, you know, I'm, I'm not going to convince you. And I don't want to convince you. A person needs to have their own experiences in order to understand. If I said to you three years ago, you're an empath and you can hear or feel other people's um, emotions. And you went, uh, no, I can't. You wouldn't be going, oh, yeah, that's me. You had the experiences and go, well, hey, you know, I knew my boyfriend was getting racy and I told him and he confirmed it. Or I knew my friend was upset and I called her and she was. That's an experience that nobody, nobody can can doubt. It's your own personal. So if you have somebody say to you, it was in your mind, then you can say, yeah, you're right. It was in my mind. It was part of my experiences and it creates my belief system. Right. Like it's that simple. So it, it, it is, um, it's a hard thing when you have family that doesn't believe. But um, it'll be interesting to see as the years pass if that changes or if it doesn't. I yeah, have, I have ten siblings. I am the only one. Well, you know, everybody, everybody has abilities. Okay, everybody. It depends whether or not they are meant to develop them. It depends whether they want to develop them. Because some people are not meant to. They could have all of your siblings could have developed their abilities in other lifetimes and gone through the lessons and the things that you are going through now, and they don't have to relive it. Wow. So it's very possible that they've already done what you've done. It's also possible that they're learning about it and haven't done it yet, but you don't know what's right or, you know, which one it is. That's where this don't judge others comes in because you don't know what their path is. So you just kind of have to go, that's your path, this is my path. Yeah. But it does make it harder. Um, my brother-in-law is like, you're just nuts. I mean, you know. <laughs> Anytime you mention anything, and, and for goodness sakes, I mean, he, he can't even, I mean, you can look at it and say, hey, you know what? I have a business. I have, I do thousands of readings a year. I'm now doing the videos. I do all of this stuff. I have tons and tons of people who have the exact same experiences that I have had, but I'm not. Okay. So, you know, you just kind of, you just have to say that's not his path. That's okay. You have to, it's that acceptance thing. Yeah, exactly. But it's hard. 
very hard. It gets better with time. I hope so. As, as you become more confident in who you are and more relaxed with who you are and don't feel the need to for other people's approvals or the need to be accepted and all that other kind of stuff, you can become it, it becomes less and less of an issue. You know, I've made all different, all new friends. I really don't feel connected to um, my old friends. Um, I feel more connected to people that are developing abilities or already have them. I just, those are my new friends. It's just, it just came natural to me to feel that yeah. way. That happens quite a bit as well. But you can also live, live like, you, you can live two lives. Because you can live with the friends, the old friends, without bringing up your abilities or even talking about it like you did before. Mm-hmm. And you can have a life where you have those who understand that concept or that part of you. It's it's the same as um, it's just, it's the same as like any kind of uh, if you, uh, like religion where you say you have a religion you practice doesn't mean that everybody you go out with you try to convert them over to your religion. You just right. have acceptance of who they are, and you can still have fun together and do things together without bringing stuff up. You don't have to. I know it's hard when it's new to you, but but you don't a person doesn't need to. It's again, right. it's, it's a choice. However, you know what you're going to do. You're going to be on the path you need to be on, and nothing wrong with a lot of people walk away from old friends. I know it, and then you find new ones or people who are maybe just more accepting, not necessarily uh, completely developing or anything like that, but who are accepting of who you are in a different way. Absolutely. Or people that are interested in listening to it. I have friends that I, – I even save my readings on my phone, and I, I have a couple of friends that I like to show, and, you know, they think it's cool, you know, um, ones that don't judge. It's hard yeah. to find. Well, and this is it. Like, there are certain people that you can talk to about certain things, and it's no different. There are certain things that you don't talk to your boyfriend probably about that you talk to a girlfriend about. Right. You know, like, depending on his – you know, interests, etc. It's no different with this. It, this is not, it, it doesn't have to be all encompassing in terms of all or nothing. There are going to be certain pre- people in your life you can discuss certain things with, and that's fine. And you do not have to share everything about yourself with everybody. You know, I've been very lucky um, with that part because he's kind of seen all these things, um, you know, happen with me. And like, he's very supportive and I'm, I'm very lucky for that. Yeah, it's it's important. It's very important, I think, personally, to have somebody who is accepting of it. They don't need to believe. In fact, it's better, I think, that a boyfriend or a girlfriend doesn't doesn't have the same, um, isn't walking the same path as you, because I think it makes um, it, it becomes very unbalanced in the relationship. Yeah. So, but if you can have somebody who just accepts it, then you have that balance. And, and the acceptance, which makes for a much healthier, to me, a much healthier relationship. Yeah, if he didn't believe, it would it would be very rough on me. Yeah, for sure. For sure. It, it makes it, it very, very, it would make it a lot worse. It's much easier. As long as they accept you and, you know, they don't have to believe it. They don't have to, you know, they don't have to believe it. As long as they do not put you down and there's no abuse and all that kind of emotional abuse, et cetera, as long as that's not there, then, then you know, hey. No, he loves it. He does. <laughs> hey, it can't be, it's never boring, right? <laughs> never, never. 
Okay, well, thanks, Nina, so much for joining me today. Um, I really appreciate it. Thanks and for having I, me. And I'm sure that there's a lot of people who, who are fascinated by your experiences that you've had. And um, we'll see how this – now I'm going off, but I'm not because I'm not going to record. Um, just wondering. Okay, hold on just a second. Um Okay, I, I, uh, let me do that again because I went off. I'm just going to – I started <laughs> something because I'm going, is this going to be long enough? Do I need to – am I going to split this into two? I probably will split it into two. I saw you splitting it into two. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I threw I, – at the very beginning, I thought I, this is going to be two. I don't know at what point. Um, I saw that yesterday. I said this is going to be two. <laughs> I'll wait because I want I, – if we have time, I might want to try and do another show with you. If we can, we'll see. Uh, hold on. Um, okay, so, well, Nina, thanks so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it, and I'm sure there's a lot of people that can relate to what you've gone through. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm glad to tell. Okay, well, that's all the time we have for today. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to follow or subscribe to us. Check the Orland.com homepage for links to being a co-host or part of the show. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> Let me say that again. Check the Orland. Don't laugh. Okay. Check the Orlin.com homepage for links to being a co-host or part of the show to our Lightworkers Library where you can search for videos and articles by your interest and to our store where you can find all of the readings and services we currently offer. Join us again soon and remember to live in the light. Now, what I want you to do is go back to the beginning. Okay. I'm just going to say again... Uh, I just want to do a little bit of a beginning here. Hold on. Okay. Would you like to co-host a show with me or be part of a show? Visit www.orlin.com slash sy for details. You can also sign up on the Orlin mail list and see our current specials. I'm Wendy Kay. And I'm Nina. And the next few minutes are spiritually yours. Now, Nina has been on the show before, and we were talking about her experiences that she's had that letter to the path of development and we broke the show into two parts because it was a long show so this is another part to that show and we hope you enjoy it okay that's all i need i just wanted to make sure i had that <laughs> <laughs> you know it's funny wendy that i yesterday i told my boyfriend he said she's going to ask me to do another one after this watch well, it's going to be like two that's so funny well now you got to to understand how that works, just as a quick aside, things manifest in different levels, okay? So if something is meant to be, okay, when we're talking about the process of manifesting, when something, when something is meant to be, it plays out in spirit first, and it goes through multiple levels before it actually manifests in physical. So something has to play out in spirit before it manifests in physical. That's why you get this there are no coincidences thing, because... There aren't. It has to play out. There's a, there's a stage where things are done um, like a practice session, and then mm -hmm. it goes through various sessions, kind of levels as it gets closer to manifesting. When even doing this show would have obviously been planned before and playing out in spirit, me doing another show um, after this would have also been playing out in spirit. You wow. Would have, you would have been picking up the other levels 
And that's how some of this knowledge in terms of going, I knew we would be doing this because you would have been picking it up before it even manifested. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm just explaining the trying to explain, I guess, a bit more of how it actually works, like why you go, wow, I told her that's cool. It's because you're picking it up before it even manifested, but it's already happened in spirit. It's already played wow. out. I hope you can um, take out the word advertise. I didn't mean to say that. I couldn't think of a different word. Do you remember what you said at the time? Uh, I was talking about how I was going through Facebook looking for development pages, and I saw you on one of them, and I said you were advertising your page, and I'm like, oh, I don't want to say that word. I couldn't think of a better word at the time. Uh, What word do you want to use? Whatever sounds best for you. I feel like that offended you, and I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, no, no, you didn't. I was just thinking it was probably the Psychic Readings Group, and they don't allow people to uh, to, right. to advertise. And I never, when a, when a group says, you didn't offend me, when a group says you can't advertise, I don't advertise. Like, I, I never go against the group rules, um, just out of respect, right? So uh, it, that wouldn't, you wouldn't have, you didn't uh, um, offend me. So if it came across that way and you want to change it, we can, but I'm okay with it. I mean, I advertise. It's a business. I advertise. We all advertise, right? If, we're if you're okay with it, I'm okay with it. I just don't want yeah. you to think, you know, or make you sound bad or funny or something. No, no. I was probably what you were probably picking up is when you said advertising. My thought went to, well, you know what? It sure as hell wasn't advertising on psychic readings because they don't allow it. it had that's the exact page. That's the exact page. Yeah, and I. That's where I started at the beginning. And at the beginning, they were doing a lot of. Um, uh, what do you call it? They were doing fighting. <laughs> they were doing a lot of fighting, but they were allowing people to actually help other people. And even though I wasn't directly advertising, I was saying if somebody needs information, they can PM me, like contact me, and I'll send it to them. Um, so, <clears throat> but they've really cut back on that. It's just become like a reading site, and which is fine for people. But it's like they've got you look at a group and it's got 14,000 people, but it's probably only got like a couple of hundred that actually go to it. Mm-hmm. So it, it you know, numbers don't mean much, but um, you can, it, it would be much more significant to have a group of 50 that were really developing or really had questions. Like to me, that would be the goal as opposed to, you know, thousands who really don't give a crap. So. It's more intimate and more, um, you know, everyone gets to know each other. And I was very interested when I saw it. So, and it was the only one that I was even going on, your page. Yeah, because your guys were hitting you over the head saying, go there, yeah. get the exactly. basics, and you can go do what you want. So, exactly. <laughs> okay, great. so I'm gonna, we're going to set up. What I'd like to try and do is another show on the karma a little bit. I'm so interested in that. And I, I want to kind of let you, I, I don't even know where it's going to go, more just kind of chatting a little bit about it. Um, where your questions are so I can explain what it was. And I thought you had the question there. I haven't answered it yet. Um, mm-hmm. And I thought I had you uh, over the phone today, and I thought this is a perfect opportunity because it's your question to, to discuss it and ha- answer, you know, kind of or talk about what you want to know about. If I can, you know, explain it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so let's try and do that. Just to hold on okay. a second here. Okay, so I'm going to do the same thing I've done again, and I haven't even prepared for this, so I don't know how it's going to go. Um, is, he, is your boyfriend okay with this? Or? Yeah, yeah, I just had to say goodbye to him. <laughs> He's going to work. <laughs> okay. 
he didn't want to make any noise, so I was like, all right, let's just. <laughs> you, got a, you got a good phone, man. I could pick. I could hear him in the background. They're going, okay. Get out hey, of the phone. Can you okay. hear me? I can hear you now. Okay. Yeah, it's a good cell phone. It is. What brand is it? It's really clear. Um, it's Samsung, and I have Metro PCS. Wow, it, it is. It's really clear, clear. Like I, compared to the one that I did with Tammy, which actually is going to go online tonight. Um, you'll hear the different. Well, you won't hear the difference because you can't tell at this point. But I can tell you, it's a big difference in clarity. So. You know, it's kind of nuts. I'm telling my boyfriend, I'm like, please don't make any noise. And I'm oh, honey. And then I called my um, sister-in-law upstairs because I have a, a four-year-old nephew. And I'm like, please don't vacuum. And as soon as you, I called you, the TV went on by itself. I'm like, oh, my God. What is going on? <laughs> <laughs> I thought my boyfriend did it. I'm like, I just freaking told you not to do it. And, and he's far away from the remote. It's on the floor near the doorway. And he's on his computer. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> maybe, maybe it was your brother. <laughs> he was such a joker. Oh my god, he had a joker tattooed on his chest. He was such a always teasing, you know, in a in a funny way. He was so funny that I just knew he did these things in the house. I just and I'm so glad you got that confirmation. Oh my god. Oh yeah, it was strong. I mean I I mean he was obviously here. I just didn't tune in enough to you know And the, the first thing that I told you about, I was I, I needed answers for that, Wendy, so bad I could never get get um an explanation for what happened with me and I'm so glad you explained that. Yeah, that's why he that's why he was here. I mean, as far as the out of body kind of thing. What's that? The out of body um thing that I had. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm so I'm so glad that you gave me an explanation. I've been wondering for years what happened. I even went to the psych ward because I thought I was going crazy, and they tested my urine. I thought I was drugged or something, and there was nothing there. And I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> yeah. I'm so glad I know now. I shouldn't be laughing, but it was that's good. <laughs> it's funny though, it is. It's, it's, it's crazy. It's no, that's it's it's really that's what happens is when you go in that out of <laughs> out of body state, um, and you and you don't realize it that you're out mm-hmm. of body because being out <laughs> of body feels like you are. It, it's actually almost more real than yes, very than, real than this reality. And when you go out of body. And it used to take me, there was one point, and I haven't shared this with uh, with online yet, um, but I had, when I had been going out of body so often, and I was so used to it, it got to the point where I was going, I couldn't tell the difference between being out of body or not. And I was, I went out of body this once, and I'm thinking to myself, I, I, I don't think I'm out of body. I don't even know if I'm out of body. And, <laughs> Like I was tired, I go and I can't tell if I'm out of body. And my guide bit my ass. Oh my god! And it hurt so much. It was like it hurt so much. I literally <laughs> screamed like ah! And then I came out of body, and I was out of body. Like I was back in my body, and I went, "What the? Excuse my language." I was like, "What was that? Like how did that? Oh my god!" And I and then I checked later, and I had a bite mark. Oh my gosh! On it, and I said to them, I was pissed, and I said, "Why did you do that?" And he said, "Well, it's just helping you know the difference between being in and out of body." You know what I find odd is that I didn't ask or try to be out of body. It just happened. Yeah, that happens. They can pull you right out. They can do whatever. There was uh, one of the girls, actually, who's part of the group who, who's come for readings before. One of the first readings she came for was about her brother who had been 
um, who was killed in a car accident, and she was told that the brother fell asleep at the wheel. <clears throat> and um, when we were doing the reading, we asked, because she wanted to know if he had fallen asleep or, or if something else was going on, and they said, no, all they did was as he was driving, he, what he heard was, okay, time to go, and they pulled him out, and that was it. So there was nothing, um, there was no pain, there was nothing. He just got pulled out because he, he, it was time, that was his time. It looked like from the perspective of the police, etc., because they couldn't find anything wrong, he fell asleep at the wheel. I heard you say that. I was so interested. I was like, wow. Yeah. So um, so there's a lot of things. Um, people get pulled out. My mother got pulled out before she actually died uh, <clears throat> because, and I think I talked about this because I, did, was really, yeah. I was really concerned she had choked. The, the thought of that really made me like, was really emotional for me. Um, but they confirmed, and she confirmed, that she didn't feel it at all. It wasn't, you know, they pulled her out before any of it happened. So from the perspective of, of, of the hospital staff, it looked like she choked. But she wasn't even in her body at that point. It was like, okay, I hope, you're done. So, I hope that happens for most people. Um, I think actually it does from what they've said that a lot of people don't. They have, You have the experiences you're meant to have, but a mm -hmm. lot of people get pulled before anything happens, so. I'll tell you specifically that um, actor Paul Walker that burned to death in his car. I'm oh, like, yeah. oh my gosh! I hope they, I hope he got pulled out before that because that is awful. Uh, someone saying long gone. Someone said long gone. He was not even, yeah. Can you imagine? I mean, no, I just can't. There's all kinds. There's all kinds. Okay, so let's. You have an appointment, so let's get this next one um, done. I'm going to repeat. The first part again, say your role, and then we'll see what happens with the karma. <clears throat> okay. Would you like to co-host a show with me or be part of a show? Visit www.orlin.com slash FY for details. You can also sign up on the Orlin mail list and see our current specials. I'm Wendy Kay. And I'm Nina. And the next few minutes are spiritually yours. Today, we have Nina with us. And Nina has co-hosted a, a show or two before as well. And she had a very interesting question that she posted in the Psychic Development Group on Facebook that had to do with karma. She was wondering a bit about it because um, I guess, Nina, I guess you didn't really know a lot about karma or you'd heard about it. Yeah, I've heard you talk about resolving karma and a couple of times. I just wasn't sure really what that what that meant. Now, I mean, you're going to hear a lot of people talk about different uh, when they're talking about karma, what it means different, it's different. It'll mean different things to different people. Or and you'll hear about different religions who talk about karma in, in different ways. When I'm talking about karma as a general rule, the way I guess my guides have defined it for me is that, and we're talking about negative karma in this case because there is positive karma and there is negative karma. With positive karma, you create something that is positive in nature. Um, so an example of karma that is positive is if you do something really nice for somebody else and that person says, I can't believe how nice you have been um, and I'm going to pay you back. I don't know how, but I'm going to pay you back. Um, and actually, I'm gonna, I'll give you an example of that um, because this is, this is something that happened to my sister and I 
to Elaine and I a few a few years ago, more than a few years ago, uh, a number of years ago, when we lived in a town called Milton, and we were there. There's a little river kind of that went through the town, and it also has a correction center in that town. And we were out. It was very very early. We were going to the to the little stream river there because we wanted to watch the salmon. They were. It was the time of the year where the salmon, I guess, were coming upstream, and there was a man standing at a bus stop and he started to talk to us and he had a very, very heavy accent. He was difficult to kind of understand. The gist of the story was he was in the, he was in the correction center and he had gotten, it's kind of a funny, I'm sorry. He got off, he had gotten off a boat and got into trouble into a bar fight or somewhere. I think it was downtown somewhere. Anyway, the result of this is that he got shoved to this correction center and they were then, uh, as he was being released, because he had missed his boat, he could no longer, but he wasn't an immigrant, he wasn't supposed to be here. They were shipping him back to his country. So he was standing waiting for the bus, but the, I guess he had been waiting there for such a long time, that, and we started to talk to him, and, and at that time, I think he, my sister smoked, at that time she had cigarettes, and he was, um, I think he wanted a cigarette or something, and I think Elaine offered to give him some, and he was really, really grateful and I had gone to get um, uh, a coffee for him. I went and picked him up a coffee because he'd been out there for hours. He had no money and like nothing. All he had was this ticket, a plane ticket uh, to go to the airport so that um, when, when the bus came, he was basically supposed to go strike, straight to the airport, get on the plane and go back home. So we, we stayed and we kept him company for a long time and talked to him and got a lot of information about him. And um, when the bus came, I got on the bus as well, and I told the, I explained to the driver of the bus what exactly was going on because this guy really didn't speak English very well and was hard to understand. So I gave the, the bus driver the lowdown, and he said he'd make sure that he got where he needed to go. So it was this whole big kind of event that happened with this guy. And when we got off, and Elaine and I were started to talk about it a bit. And we had been developing at this point. We were already, like, you know, talking to spirit and asked what that was all about. And, and they really didn't say much about it, but they had said that there was positive karma created. And we said, what is positive? What do you mean by that? And they had said that he was so grateful for what we had done for him that as a soul he had promised to pay us back in some way, to, to whether it was like in the next lifetime or in another lifetime or in some way, he was going to pay us back. Obviously not in this lifetime because he lives in another country, but something was going to happen. It could be in spirit, something where he's going to pay us back. That was positive karma. Okay, you got that one? Yes. Pretty simple. Okay. Yeah. Now, the negative karma, though, the negative karma is when, Something is created in a lifetime that prevents a soul from going forward in life. It prevents the soul from progressing. That is considered negative karma. And it's not just because you'll hear some people say, oh, karma is an action, like they'll talk about an eye for an eye, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. it's, it's not just an action. You can create karma through, an, it, most of the time, it's an attitude. Now, the attitude might be based on an action, but um, let's say you're in a lifetime and you have um, a sibling that you're very jealous. You're, you're so jealous 
and you really, everything seems to go well for that particular sibling, and you get to the point of really hating them, and it becomes such um, such a horrible attitude within you, that this jealousy, that when you die, you carry it with you. And it's a negative emotion. And what happens is, it become, that becomes karmic. That becomes a karmic attitude that needs to be resolved. Oh, I see. Okay? So then, in another lifetime, because you're going to have to come back to resolve that karma. You're going to have to come back, be put into a similar or the same situation, either with that same soul, if that soul uh, volunteers to, to come back and, and to do this with you, or somebody will come in to play kind of the same role, you're going to have to go through the exact same scenario, bring up all the same horrible emotions, and learn to deal with it. And if you don't learn to deal with it, you're going to have to come back again. And it makes it perfect sense. And do it all over again until, as a soul, you grow enough to let go of the jealousy and you get past it. And then you can then, once you resolve it and say, hey, you come back in a lifetime and you go, you know what, you're doing really well. I'm happy for you. I'm not happy that I'm not doing well. But you know what, I'm glad you're doing well. And it's real, okay, because your guides can tell when something is real, when there are actual energy changes as opposed to somebody who smiles and says, yeah, yeah, it's real. No, they can tell in your energy. So, you know, you can't lie to them. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it actually reflects in your energy. So something like that, once you resolve it, it then frees you as a soul, lightens you up, lightens your vibration, because we talk about raising your spiritual vibration. When you have a negative karmic situation, it weighs you down. So it, it needs to be cleared out of your energy um, to raise your vibration, but to help you progress as a soul. Okay? Wow, that makes perfect sense, yeah. And now that happens a lot with boyfriends, girlfriends, or in relationships, because there's a lot of lifetimes where you have a relationship with somebody, and um, like, and there's a lot, like let's say you get married in, a, in a, another lifetime, you marry somebody, and that man... Uh, beat the crap out of you and you hated him for whatever reason and he he made you so fearful of him that you carried that fear forward with you or it affected your outlook on relationships altogether that you just didn't want to be in a relationship because you thought all men are horrible and they're just going to all all beat you up or, or whatever you carry some attitude forward that is negative in nature and prevents you as a soul from growing and progressing you then come back in another lifetime and you probably meet that same soul to resolve it. Because in this case, okay, this guy has created the attitude purposely, okay? By him being, uh, being abusive, etc. he created it. The other one, there's a difference because when you have someone who's jealous, um, because th- that person is not purposely doing anything to create the situation, so there has to be the intent behind the action. Mm. Okay? So if you get a, a man who is purposely beating the crap out of somebody, he's well aware of damaging this particular person in some way. So he then comes back. The two of you become involved probably in a relationship in some way. Now, hold on. Okay, now, if the person 
And quite often, and this happens a lot with people, they'll meet somebody and there's an instant attraction or there's an attraction to that person and they think, oh, I just love this person, right? And as time passes, their feelings start to change because the guides, in order to get you together with that person, the guides make sure that the energy connections that you feel are only the positive ones because if you felt the yucky ones, you wouldn't get involved, okay? That's simple, right? right? I mean, if you meet some guy who used to beat the crap out of you and you feel those horrible feelings when you're with that person, you're not going to get involved with them. And if you have to be involved with them to overcome, they're going to make sure that at the beginning, everything is like rosy, everything's perfect. Then you and enter into a relationship and as time passes, they start making the other connections up to that lifetime. They start putting in or seeding energy through to you from the other lifetime. That has to do with the karmic situation. So you start to develop different feelings towards your, your partner, whether it is the fears come out, the same, or maybe just the dislike. Whatever it is you have to work on, that's what's going to come through. And if the karma is that you have to walk away from this person, that's where it will get resolved, where you say, you know what, I don't like you anymore, I don't want to be with you, and you don't scare me anymore, I'm leaving. It doesn't necessarily mean that that person is going to beat the crap out of you again because it's most, mostly that soul probably has um, grown enough that when they come down, it's it, his presence alone is the energy that creates it. So he doesn't have to do that. So if me or um, somebody I'm dating happens to have one of these bad characteristics, is there any way to know kind of where it came from? Yeah. If sure. it's from another lifetime? Yeah, you can, you can um, well, you can, number one, you get a reading from somebody who's reputable. Uh, number two, meditate. Medi- when you meditate, you ask to see the past life that created this, uh, this situation or emotion or feeling, um, and you'll see it. Because when people, that's what happens with me, when I'll get a lot of people who come in and they'll say, uh, especially people maybe who are getting a divorce or something, And um, one of the things they'll say is, well, why was I with this guy in the first place? So I can then, I'll just tune in, right, when I'm doing the reading. So the prayer's been Mm -hmm. done and all that stuff. And I'll say, show me, please show me the past life that has the influence for their situation. And then it kind of plays out like you're watching a movie. And you'll see, and then I would just repeat it back to the person and say, I'm seeing this, 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 this. So you'll see the characteristics um, that will be will come out in the past life. You know that person um, locked you in a closet for uh, uh, you know seven years or something like that. Oh, that's why I was so afraid to be alone with him. Or every time he shut the door, I cringed. Oh, there's some good. Oh Actually, yeah. There's there's one that's really really good. Was uh, and this is this goes back years ago. But uh, a friend of mine who uh, was married to this guy. And then I met her when I had the store, um, because I had a store in Milton at the time, and we met through there, and we started hanging out together. And we started to, she had um, a husband who was supposed to be like golden boy. Everybody thought he was so cute and so gorgeous and all this stuff. And I saw him, and I went, ooh. There was like nothing. I'm going, what are they seeing? (laughs) And And it took a while. Um, but we were given the past life where the three of us were actually there was four of us. I'm not talking the other woman um, that was involved was there as well, but wasn't as important. But there was the three of us were in a past life. In that past life, I killed him. He was oh wow. He, 
he was an abusive husband. He used to beat the crap out of me. And she was the daughter. And then there was another one who was a little a little boy. But she was the daughter who was like the perfect little daughter. Um, and he never, ever touched the kids. But he was very, like, used to constantly beat me, which I'll tell you, in this lifetime, I have no tolerance for any kind of abuse whatsoever. If a guy raises his voice, that's it. It's over. <laughs> so... Um, I can see the influence of it there. But during one of the episodes of him beating me up, apparently he hit, I think, the little boy. And at that point, I, I apparently, because I was shown this, took a knife and I killed him. Because wow. you know, beating me up was one thing, I guess, but when you beat up my child, that's another thing. So, mm-hmm. so he died from the knife wound. Apparently now I did go to jail. There was This was a time period. <laughs> I was... I went to jail and I got out of jail, et cetera. So, I mean, there was, it was paid for or whatever. I was, but um, even though it was the abuse thing. But what was interesting, and the whole point I'm telling you this story is because what was interesting is that the girl, when she was married to this guy, she says she didn't know why. But he would be, they'd be in the kitchen together and she would pick up a knife. And she would walk over to him and kind of wield it at him, like slowly, like almost like teasing him. She said oh my God. He, he used to freak out. She said he'd go <laughs> crazy. And she says she never knew why she did it. She just did it. It was like this, um, I don't know what you want to call it, like an impression or something like that. But, um, you know, that she did it. It was the past life influence. And that was all of it kind of, and once she kind of, once we got the past life, it was when all of these things started to click as to to her actions, as to why she was doing things where she had no reason. She said she never did it with anybody else, and she had no idea why she did it. That's so interesting, my God. So you you can definitely get more information on each of your relationships by seeing the past lives, and your guides will only give you what you're meant to have. Now, do you feel it would be that easy to, once you figure out um, what's causing this, um, the way that you're acting, that easy to kind of change it? No, I don't think so. <laughs> not, not from my experiences. It Something to work on. <laughs> it gives you, it gives you understanding. It gives, it certainly gives you understanding. It might make things a little bit easier um, because I, there are several situations that I have going on that I know the karma. I, I know exactly it has been detailed out to me. Um, but I still react when the things are happening, um, you know, and I'm going and I have to, it's like living, it, it makes it almost, sometimes it's a little more difficult because you're living in two different realities. You're living in the spiritual of, I understand why this is happening on a spiritual level. And then you're living in the physical of, I don't care. I want to kill him. Okay. You know, like it's that, you wow. know, whatever. So you have understanding, but it doesn't necessarily, you know, make things easier. I think it you know, that understanding may be a little bit easier, but you're still working things through. Now, how you you killed your husband and, you know, that was um, his karma, I guess. What would um, happen with you being someone that murdered somebody, even though he was abusing you? Would you have to resolve karma for doing that? No, because because it wasn't, uh, the karma wouldn't have been the act of, of actually, I don't think, killing him. I think it was plus because I had gone to jail, so I had literally paid for it, I guess, in, oh, that, in that lifetime. And um, someone's saying it's justifiable. It's justified in some way. It's not even, it wasn't, um, 
an intentional kind of thing. Like it wasn't, it was a reaction more than it was a, uh, it wasn't a premeditated. A lot of the karma stuff comes from intent. So Mm -hmm. I think people assume that automatically if someone does something bad, they create karma, not necessarily. It depends on the intent of it. So if you're thinking, oh, I'm going to steal money from these people and, and, and hurt them, there's intent there. To, to really hurt them. Um, I can think there was a lifetime, actually I'd asked about a lifetime I had once that was my most fun lifetime, and it was a, as a pirate. And I thought, uh, how, how, how can a pirate lifetime be a really good lifetime? <laughs> you know, like, don't you, like, kill people and don't you hurt people, you know, and steal from people? Mm-hmm. And, they, and they said, well, you never hurt children, you never hurt women, you, there were men, but everybody kind of, it wasn't, it depends on whether the person holds a grudge against you and whether, and your intent and everything. So there's a lot, it's a lot more complicated than just, oh, I did this. Okay. So, um, and they said, and you had a lot of fun. Like you did a lot of things that were just a lot of fun as a pirate. So um, you didn't actually create karma through it. So you have to look at the intent that a person has. If your boyfriend is sitting on the couch and you think, I hate you, I'm going to kill you, and there's no reason for it, and you plan this murder, you're creating a situation. And now if he gets killed through it and says, now I hate you, and I want you to pay for this, there's the karma. Oh, I see. Okay? If he can't forgive you for it, then there's something to resolve. So it's a matter of people resolving and the people and the intent, like it's it's much more complicated than just a simple uh, I've done something and something else has to happen. Now, can you resolve karma in one lifetime, or does, does it take a couple sometimes? It depends on what the karma is. You can relate. You can certainly you can resolve it in one lifetime. There are some people who spend an entire lifetime just trying to resolve one little karmic thing. Well, not so little, but one one attitude. Um, they can take several. There's a lot of times people will come through and it's taking lifetimes. Like they've come back lifetime after lifetime after lifetime trying to resolve something that is just so difficult for them t- to resolve. Sounds tiring. <laughs> well, you, you don't really feel it. You know, you, you know, we've been here and we're thinking this is our life, whereas we've had, you know, thousands of lives or whatever. So you're not going, wow, I'm tired. You're tired of this one maybe, but you're tired <laughs> you know, so it, you don't really feel it that way. But as a soul, once you're in spirit, you're going to say, you know, I want to come back. I want to resolve that. I've really got to resolve it. You can resolve stuff in spirit. It takes a lot longer. So that's why people want to come back down to earth to, to physically um, to, to work on stuff because they can do it faster. Wow. Yeah, that makes complete sense. So, so karma is really, really complicated. Um, I think the most, you see it the most or I see it the most, I guess, with relationships where people are involved with someone else uh, and you see it starts out great and then they kind of, over the years, it gets worse and worse and worse because it's karmic and they're resolving something. Um, and, and it doesn't have to be anything as bad as being beat up. I'm, I'm, making, I'm, I'm picking extreme cases. Mm-hmm. It can be something very simple where, uh, you, you know, like you just carried something forward with you that you haven't let go. It can be a guilt. You know, it can be that a child died and you feel so guilty for that child's death that you punish yourself for it. That's an attitude that stops you from moving forward. So you have to come back in another lifetime to resolve it, to to get over the guilt. That can be karmic in nature. 
and it's not about abuse. It's you inflicting the attitude on yourself out of your guilt of, I killed this child, whereas you didn't. It just happened, but, you know, and the child hold, doesn't hold you responsible. There's no There's no karma that you owe this child, but your own guilt creates it. I'm actually like you in that in that way where I'm very if I even some even raises their voice I really I can't deal with it and I freak out and I just I will not tolerate anything like that so probably something similar to me maybe not as extreme but maybe something something check it out you can, you have the ability go into um, a meditation and see what you get because uh, you'd be surprised at, um, at at some of the things uh, that happen I I have no tolerance no none whatsoever i don't i i can't even fathom how people are in relationships like that like i just and i i've known a number of people who are constantly were in abusive relationships and i'm talking physical abuse mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> but uh, and i just i i won't even be around it it's like there's just not even a question so i have friends that go from one to another years and years of it and i don't understand it i'll never understand it uh, well, I've I've have a I've had a friend who does that as well, or who who used to do that. <clears throat> excuse me, I have a friend who used to do that as well, and I actually tuned in and said, why why does she keep doing this? Why does she have one? Like, doesn't she get it? <clears throat> excuse me, and and, um, and they said she's doing what she needs to do. She's resolving karma. Every single relationship she's in, she needs to be in. And I'm going, oh, okay. A friend that's being abused. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. And I just kind of went, this is, so whatever, for all you know, she could have been abusing in other lifetimes these souls, and this is playing out payback. Oh, wow. That makes so much sense. Okay. Like, we don't know. That's why it's, you can't judge. That's why it's so important. Don't judge. Don't judge. Because you do not know what somebody has gone through in past lives, what they're doing, how they're paying back, if they're paying back. Like, you, you simply don't know. All I know is... I, go ahead. Sorry. I feel like I, I talked to her till I'm blue in the face, one of my good friends, and I simply have to walk away from it because I can't take it. I feel like I'm... It's bothering me. It's hurting me to watch. So it's like, this has been like 20 years now of two different guys, and it's constant. It's like, how do you go from one to another? I don't... I, I just don't understand it, but now I do. Yeah, it's a matter of accepting, um, and but then again, you don't know because it could also be karma between the two of you, where it could be in past lives. Again, this is something you can check out, look for the past life connection between the two of you, that in past lives she was with somebody in the same situation, and you could have been giving up your life to fix hers, and maybe your karma was in learning to let go and walk away and saying, I can't do this anymore. So, now, are there um, are there karmic meditations, or would it be like a past life meditation? I would do. I would just I I would simply just go into your regular meditation. Make sure you do your protection prayer, etc., and just mm -hmm. ask the guides. Go to your special place or whatever, um, and ask the guides to show you the past life for whatever you want to know about. Typically, they're going to take you somewhere, or you'll see the scene change or something like that. Well, I'll do another one on past lives. Um, uh, how to do the past life meditation it's a little bit it's a little bit different you won't get okay, you won't okay. you shouldn't get um you won't get uh what do you call it blessings from from them okay it's okay. like watch, it's like watching a movie so it's not real 
so you won't you won't get blessings you're not actually you're being shown kind of what happened like a movie type of thing and if you even if you ask them for blessings uh chances are they're just going to look at you like you're not so <laughs> <laughs> I'll absolutely try that Okay well I hope that gives you a little bit more of an understanding of karma Absolutely Okay so um and I I mean I've just touched on it it's it's a huge huge kind of area to understand but um it, it kind of gives you an idea of what a little bit of an idea of what negative is and what positive karma is the negative one is the one you've got to be concerned with because that holds the soul back from progressing so knowing knowing what karma you have with someone gives you understanding might make it easier for you to comprehend kind of what's going on doesn't necessarily make it easier to to resolve it so okay Again, Nina, thanks so much for that question. That was a really great question. Thank you for having me again. Okay, well, that's all the time we have for today. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to follow or subscribe to us. Check the Orlin.com homepage for links to being a co-host or part of the show, to our Lightworkers Library, where you can search for videos and articles by your current interest, and to our store, where you can find all of the readings and services we offer. Join us again soon, and remember to live in the light. Let me just say that last line again, because that came out funny. join us again soon and remember to live in the light okay done (laughs) there's one question that i want to ask you do you remember when um misty did that uh aura thing about me this has bothered me so bad she said she saw spiky like coming from my head she's never saw that before it like to and from my head do you remember her saying that uh i uh, okay she did an aura reading on me yeah, no, no, I remember the aura reading, but she, and she said it was spiky. Yeah, yeah, she said, I never saw this before. And I feel like, you know, when a doctor tells you, oh, I never saw this before, I don't know, it's kind of like a, oh, my God, you know. And I never had an aura reading. And I'm listening, and she's saying, and I see, um, you know, your heart and pink and all this, and but around your, your face, I see like a purple with like a golden, and then she said, and I never saw this before. It looks like spiky. I'm, like, I'm thinking like the Statue of Liberty kind of thing, spiky, but it's going to and from my head. And I started feeling very disconnected during that time. I was so, like, depressed and upset. And I even mentioned this on your page. And I, I do realize that I just needed, my, my soul needed to rest. I've, I've gotten it back now. But um, I don't know what she meant by that. And it really kind of bugged me. How, how, sorry, how were you feeling when she was saying the spiky? I felt very disconnected from spirit. At that point? Yep. Okay. Because of what you heard or just in general? It's just in general. Okay. Um, Did she say what color the spikes were? White or gold? White or gold? Yeah. It it was. um, It's just. It's still connections to spirit. Um, They they were just maintaining a connection, and it wasn't a full connection. That's why you were getting spiky, because it was it was like um, why you were feeling disconnected because you were only connecting at points. Okay. Like if you make a crown or the Statue of Liberty, if you look at the Statue of Liberty, you would think that um, instead of getting the full flow where where it was fully open, the connection, there was just like a few points, spiky, where it was connected down through. So there was still, um, someone just said you were cut off. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Somebody just said, think of it as being cut off. You were cut off from spirit at that point for whatever reason. I was, like, grounded. <laughs> I was, like, punished. Like, no. 
you were, you, yeah, you were, you were grounded. Um, I think they were working on your energy or something, so you were cut off. Uh, but it was necessary, so it, you know, that happened. So. But then I, I ended up doing a reading for somebody. It was automatic writing, and it just came. I was like, wow, I'm back. I felt so much better. I was so relieved. It, it's, it's don't forget, energy comes in ebbs and flows, right? Right. So there are times when they're working on you, and there are times too. <clears throat> like if I'm doing a reading on somebody, I can be I can be tuned in and things just flow. I can get to the next reading and I'm getting nothing. And I've had them say it to me and they'll say, oh, actually, they did it last night when I was doing one of the readings. And I thought, oh, and somebody said, leave it tomorrow. And I went, yeah, okay, fine. I mean, I've learned, though, at this point because I used to push and push and push because I got, you know, 20 readings to do. I've got to keep going, going, going. And you can fight to get the information, but you don't mm. get it. So you then have to kind of sit back and go, it'll wait till tomorrow, and then tomorrow it just goes, and it's fine. Do you remember I told you on your page that I was trying to do a medium reading with somebody, and I felt like an, I was hearing like an echo, and I couldn't grab the person that I was trying to connect with? Yeah, something like that, and, yeah. And then you talked about it, and uh, I would just feel like, and I talked to my friend Sherry, and she said it's like they reincarnated, it's been too, it's been too long. I'm like, that. Wow, I don't know. Or she said they reincarnated. Yeah, one of my friends said she said, she said they probably re reincarnated. It's been twenty years, so I felt like I couldn't. They would give me just a little bit of information, just so the daughter could be, you know, know it was them, like confirmation. But then I felt like I just couldn't, I couldn't quite grab them in my mind. I don't know how to explain that any better. Uh, they didn't reincarnate. <clears throat> That's I'm being shown. I asked. I said, did that person reincarnate? They're showing a no. Um, some things you're not meant to know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I figured. It's just so simple. Like follow your intuition. Your intuition will tell you you're not supposed to have that information. You weren't supposed to make that connection. You weren't supposed to like it wasn't. Uh, we are limited by what we're allowed to to contact or information we're meant to get or whatever. Just because somebody wants information doesn't mean they're going to get it. Just because I think it's a I think it's a very big thing for us. Like like um. Of, how do I say this? Like, um, we're afraid we're not going to get something when we do a reading. Like, it's a, it's like a big thing for us. It, it's, it's a fear. Yeah, it's, fear. It's, it's a fear based on, and this can be, like I said, and this can be other shows because these are all things that are normal for uh -huh. a reader. But I'm at the point now where I can't even talk, and my, my, I'm going. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> I got to clean my house for this client, but that was so nice, and thank you. Thank you so much, and maybe we'll do, you know, another, these are, like, even these things that you're asking, and these are all typical questions that a lot of people who are readers are going to want to understand or know, um, and they're all normal things, that they're all things I've gone through, certainly, I mean, I don't go through them as my, I don't go through them now, because I went through them, you know, as I was going through the process, and, and but they can take a long time to resolve as you learn, but it, it's all normal stuff. Okay. Perfect. At least I, at least I think it's normal, so. so <laughs> So take it from the source. I mean, if 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 I'm not normal, well then join me because you're not normal and we're on the same normal path, I guess. But, but but for someone who's a reader, it's it's typical. Okay, I'll ask that on the page and whatever you want to do with that. That's great. Yeah. Good. That way I don't. Well, I hope I you. I hope you feel better. Oh, I will. I will. I'm just gonna, like I said, after talking, because I tend to go on and on, as you can well imagine. Um, and once I start talking about this stuff, um, I tend to really go on and on. But um, <laughs> so, so I'll, uh, 
I'll um, I'll I'll look out for the show on YouTube. Yeah, it'll probably be depends because it's going to be a lot of work to doing it because I got to split it up and then I've got there's three shows there and I'm I'm going to try. I think I'm sort of getting to the point of thinking of doing two shows a week that are just me and one show that is a guest person. So mm-hmm. that we'll, I'll see how it goes, how they're going to get split up, etc. I know Tammy's is going on on tonight. Um, okay. So, um, but you'll be able to hear, like I said, the difference in the quality for sure. Okay, I'll look out for it. Great. Okay, well, you enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you, you too. And we'll talk to you again. Okay. Bye, Wendy. Bye-bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.